You're listening to Jupiter and Gemini, and I'm your host, Chelsea with Noble Lion Prince. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Jupiter in Gemini. I am trying something new this month, and I'm doing a audio and video recording of this episode. To start, I'm going to put this on my Patreon, so if you want to watch the episode instead of listen to it, you can join my Patreon. It will be there available. I am also planning to put the shortened version, the free version that goes out on Spotify, out on YouTube. So you could find me on YouTube and you could check out the video version there as well. So pretty exciting and we're going to cover quite a bit today. So I'm utilizing my whiteboard for those of you that are watching this and I'm going to be just pointing to some things, some notes that I made that hopefully will make it a little bit easier to keep track of everything we're going over. So to start, we're going to talk about the new moon in Cancer and anytime we're having a lunation in the sign of Cancer, it's intensified because that is the sign that that is ruled by the moon. And if you have cancer placements in your chart, then you will naturally be hit harder by lunations in general. But specifically when we have a lunation in the the house of cancer, which I can tell you this episode is a day late because I was completely burnt out and sleeping and catching up on every ounce of energy that I had depleted in the last two weeks. And that was my bad. Um, but thanks to a little bit of self-care, we're doing the episode now. And this is also a good time to talk about the fact that the exact moment of the lunation is not as important as the overall theme. You know, it's a couple days leading up, a, a couple days following. Now, if you're doing some kind of ritual, then I think it's a little bit more important to you know, keep track of the exact time. But if you're hearing this on the 18th versus the 17th, the information is still as relevant and can still be utilized because this is a 30 day cycle. So it's not like if you miss the night of the new moon, it's just a completely worthless lunation that you you can't um, gain any insight or information about. So this 30 day cycle is initiating and as you guys know, typically when we talk about the new moon, we are talking about a time of initiating things, setting intentions, getting in touch with your desires, communicating to the universe what it is that you want and just being open to seeding new things into your metaphorical garden. Now, this particular new moon is in direct opposition to Pluto. Pluto is a heavy hitter. It's a very intense, very powerful, very transformative planet that brings about a lot of change and a lot of healing, which as we all know can be super uncomfortable, especially if you're not really ready for it. So if you are thinking about seeding your intentions and kind of starting new projects with this new moon, 
I would say take a, a long, deep look at your motivations and what it is that you're trying to get out of the things that you're starting right now because chances are those things are going to be completely transformed through this process and may not even be recognizable at the end of the process which if you're someone who's open to change and you're open to alchemy and you're open to the universe guiding you to your best and highest good and 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 the the best possible outcome maybe even beyond your own imagining 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 uh then go forth and prosper prosper with this new moon in cancer okay seriously like this is an amazing moon if you are not afraid of the dark now if you're wanting to manifest something with ease and with flow and with as little challenges as possible this is not the new moon for you okay um it's just not it is a very creative new moon it's a very nurturing and uh connecting and like i kind of see this as a as a new moon that is represented by like mycelium and the way that mycelium connects everything under the surface and how we're all connected through mycelium through mushrooms it weaves into every single bit of existence in the entire universe. That's what cancer is like. Cancer is this um, ever-expanding, ever-connecting thing, but with an aspect to Pluto, with this new moon, it is going to be challenged. The universe is going to say, oh, you want this? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad are you willing to work for it? Oh, you think this person's the person you want to be with? Okay, let's test it out. Let's test it out. Let's put the pedal to the metal and see how it goes. And so that's what I mean by kind of being challenged. It's, it's like the universe is saying, oh yeah? Yeah? You want a new job? You want a new um, house? You want a new whatever? How bad do you want it? How much do you want it? And how hard are you willing to work to manifest it? And like I said, if you're not afraid of the dark, if you're not afraid of hard work, then this is the perfect new moon to, to use. I'm going to be using it because those are the themes of my entire life, right? Nothing nothing shocking or unfamiliar in that territory for me, but not everybody likes to be challenged and that's okay. So if you are not wanting to start new projects, then use this time to just feed yourself, nurture yourself. Um, it's going to be a very emotionally and mentally exhausting week. So any amount of rest or self-care that you can do is going to be incredible and is really going to help in making sure that you have the energy for these other things that are coming up because this is a week that is packed full of astrology. And I'm not even going over every single tiny minute aspect that's going down this week. I'm kind of hitting the main events um, so that I'm not going over anyone's head or, you know, having everyone kind of glazed, glazed eyes as I'm as I'm talking about it all. But there is significant movement in the skies this week. And when that is the case, it just leaves us with less energy to operate because as above, so below, we're all exhausted, we're all tired, we're all um, in a space where we're kind of needing more rest, more introspection, more um, 
recuperation than we're probably giving ourselves, right? So that pretty much covers the new moon. Like I said, if you are ready for a challenge, use this new moon to your advantage. If you maybe are, are tired and need a rest, then utilize this new moon as an opportunity to have alone time, recuperate, nurture yourself, all that good stuff. So we have the next event, which is the lunar node shift. Now, the, new, the lunar node shift is huge because it basically starts a new eclipse cycle. The eclipse cycles are a year and a half long, and they are huge themes in our life. So, for the last year and a half, we've been in the eclipse cycle of Taurus and Scorpio. So, wherever Taurus and Scorpio, whatever houses are ruled by Taurus and Scorpio in your chart, have been getting so much attention and you've been learning lessons in that area you've been conquering challenges in that area you have been gifted where the north node was in taurus and you have been healing and letting go of things where the south node was in scorpio right so those are all uh, the last year and a half all the themes and all the lessons that we've been learning well this week the lunar nodes actually with the new moon shift to Aries and Libra. And the reason that this is important is because the Aries Libra axis is part of the cardinal axis, which means it's an angular house, which means it has way more weight and significance and importance um, as far as themes in your birth chart. So you've got angular houses which is the first the fourth the seventh and the tenth and they're always ruled by the cardinal signs those are all connected and when things are going on in those houses they are the most deeply felt so as astrologers we pay very close attention to the cadent houses and they are very significant so as a whole all of us no matter what your birth chart is are cardinal houses are being activated through this lunar node shift okay so for example i'm a cancer rising that means that this lunar node shift is happening in my 10th house of aries and my fourth house of libra so you would look at your rising sign and you would find where is the house that's ruled by aries and where is the house that's ruled by libra they're always going to be opposite of each other and what are the themes of that house and how is it going to be affected for me right now if you're a part of my patreon i'm going to go through individually each rising sign and i'm going to tell you where it's at you don't even have to look you don't even have to pull up your birth chart i'm going to tell you where it's at and what it means for you if you're just listening to the free episode on spotify or possibly on youtube if you're watching this then um you can still find out this information on your own without paying for the patreon subscription uh i'm giving you the tools i'm just not giving you the answer to the homework right so and and if you're trying to figure it out and you can't leave a comment dm me on instagram i'm always here to help you and answer questions um i understand not everyone has the extra cash to subscribe to a patreon but that's just how it's set up so if you're wondering 
that's how you can go about it, right? So the lunar node shift, this, these are huge themes in our lives that are going to be shifting out of Taurus and Scorpio and into Aries and Libra. And the big thing is that wherever Aries is in your chart, whatever house is ruled by Aries is going to be receiving more blessings, more traction, more opportunities, uh, more ambition, more motivation. There's just going to be this kind of hunger in that house that is going to push you forward and create so much abundance in your life. Whereas the Libra side of the nodal shift, wherever you have Libra in your houses, right? So again, for me, Cancer Rising, I have Aries at the top, 10th, Libra at the bottom, 4th. That's going to be different for you depending on your rising sign. Um, and wherever I have Libra, so the 4th house is going to be where a ton of healing and letting go and purging is going to happen, okay? And I can tell you, I've already been feeling this like crazy. I've been wanting to purge everything in my entire house. I've been wanting to go through my entire wardrobe, like Marie Kondo style, and just touch every object and be like, do I need this? Is this bringing me joy? Yes or no? Okay, clean it out if it's not. So that's a very, and the fourth house, which is where Libra is in my chart, is the home right? So I'm going to be healing things around the home. I'm going to be purging things around the home. I'm going to be letting go of things around the home. And that is just not a shocker for me at all, because I'm telling you, it's been this like overwhelming thing in the back of my mind. And I've been in the busiest month of my life. So the idea of going through every item of clothing that my Leo son ass has in the closet is just almost comical, to be honest. Um, but I'm going to do it because I need to do it because I'm being called to do it so and it's interesting to me too because I've been thinking a lot about where I want to live where I want to be I've been having thoughts of moving abroad and obviously if I'm going to do that I'm going to have to lighten my load because my Taurus moon loves things anybody who has ever been in my house knows i have knickknacks art everything everywhere all the time and it's very comforting to me but if i'm gonna travel i gotta be light on my feet right so it's interesting that all of these are coming together at the same time so later on in the episode we're gonna circle back to the lunar node shift and if you're listening or watching on patreon i will go over exactly where that's happening for you and which houses and what they mean and all of that good stuff now the last thing i want to talk about on this episode is venus in leo retrograde okay this is so funny that it's corresponding with the Barbie movie release, okay? And if you guys aren't into Barbie, well, I don't know what to tell you. I, we're going to talk about it. This is going to be one of the most iconic cinematic releases maybe in our lifetime. And you can fight me on that, okay? I, I, I It's not up for debate, okay? Barbie is a feminist icon, and this movie coming out during Venus in Leo in retrograde is no coincidence because Leo is 
that bougie Barbie lifestyle, that independent woman who's working on all of her careers, all of our jobs, all of her relationships, like, like Barbie is doing the most. You know, the reason that they made the Barbie houses pink was so that everybody knew that it was Barbie's house. Barbie was not living in Ken's house. Okay, do you do you realize how ahead of its time that was for them to be doing that in 1970 when women could not even have their own credit cards or bank accounts until 1974 without their husband or their uh, father's permission? Okay, Barbie was doing the most. She was so ahead of her time. And I just love that that this iconic movie is coming out and that all the girlies are getting into their most feminine like vibes while Venus is in Leo in retrograde. So Venus in Leo is just big and dramatic and loving and it's a party. It's a it's a fucking party. It's a blast. Venus in Leo is a blast. It is like it is the most iconic party you've ever been to pump it up from there pump it up and it's exciting because there's all of this creativity and romance and love and and um like it's like this big muse energy of like anything's possible and we could do anything and sky's the limit i mean that's why i think barbie is just like so iconically venus and leo because she has had every job she has been a stewardess, a doctor, a veterinarian. Like, like she has done it all and she has done it well. And she's been hot while she was doing it, okay? She's been hot, hot, hot while she was doing it. So we love that. But on July 22nd, the party kind of kind of stops, right? A little bit. Like the party's still going, but it's like the phase of the night where you it's your birthday and you start crying and, you know, it's like everything becomes really overwhelming. And so that's the 40 day journey that we're about to go on with Venus in Leo in retrograde, right? Because Venus in Leo in retrograde is like getting the bill at the end of the night after you just had the time of your life and you're like oh shit I spent a lot of cash or uh, or you know whatever that's just a metaphor like you maybe you spent a lot of energy maybe you spent a lot of time in la la fantasy land and now all of the consequences of your actions are coming home and you're you know you're getting the bill you're getting the um the responses to these like fiery little spicy actions and maybe they're it's a little bit more than you thought it was going to be right now venus and leo is a lot about relationships it's a lot about cycles the last time this happened was eight years ago so it's an eight-year cycle of things coming back around and being reassessed to see what you learned so fascinating thing in my life um, I have Venus in Gemini, so this Venus in Leo was like a nice fiery air like party for me. Like it's been so amazing, it's been so great, the vibes have been so good. Um, but it's interesting because my ex-husband who 
I'm so excited is almost like is working towards his year of sobriety. Um, he came to visit me in Montana to help me with this big festival that I had going on. So you want to talk about an eight year cycle. We got divorced six years ago and you know, two years prior to that, there were some very interesting things that were going on that kind of led to how everything worked out. So it's just amazing what can happen and what can change in eight years. So think about that in context to your relationships, your exes, your creative collaborations, your community, like anyone that you party with or interact with on a regular basis, these are all going to be brought to your attention with Venus in Leo in retrograde. Now, again, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you'll have to find this in your own chart, but I have faith in you. I know you can do it. So find the house that's ruled by Leo and you'll see what house it is going to transit through over the next 40 days and you can do research and get information on that. If you're watching this or you're listening to this on Patreon, guess what, baby? I'm going to do the work for you. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going to do the work for you. I'm going to tell you where is it going to transit and what does it mean? What does it mean specifically for you? So I'm going to leave you guys here on Spotify or on YouTube, wherever this is ending up that you're seeing it. I love you very much. I'm sending so many blessings. As always, if you want to do an individual deeper dive, you can book a tarot or an astrology reading with me on mountainmagicwax.com. And I would love it if we were friends on Instagram. You can find me, Noble Lion Prince. You can also find my website, noblelionprince.com. Anything you want, baby. I'm everywhere. I'm I'm everywhere all at once on the internet. And if you type in Noble Lion Prince, all of the links that you need will show up for getting in, in touch with me. Okay? 